Welcome back to Chatting with Copywriters Season 2. I'm your co-host, Bobby, And I'm Kimberly. This season, we have more of your favorite ad breakdowns, insider marketing and copywriting tips, interviews, and more wacky questions that lead into interesting marketing subjects. In today's episode, Kimberly and I will break down how you can find the hook for your product. But before we do that, Kimberly, I think you've got a question for me, don't you? I do, Bobby. I'm feeling a little nostalgic today for uh, my early love of all things science and math. So my question for today is, did you ever do a science fair experiment? And if so, which one was your favorite? Oh, the science fair. I was such a geek going through high school. I mean, I really haven't changed much from that. But uh, <laughs> Recovering computer scientist. Recovering computer scientist. My absolute favorite science project that I did was a comb finder. And a what? <laughs> comb finder, right? So um, I used to have hair pretty much down to my butt. Oh, okay. And a massive amounts of hair. So for me, my struggle was finding my comb or brush so that I could do, I mean, I, I felt like tangled, right? You know, the Disney movie where she's just brushing and brushing and brushing her hair. I kind of felt like that's what I was always doing with my life. Ah, okay. And so my, my science experiment was the, was this, um, for the science fair was a comb finder. And what that really turns in, what it turned out to being was just a piece of fishing wire attached to the handle of my comb attached to a fishing spool that was then <laughs> mounted above the toilet. So whenever you needed to find your comb, all you had to do was just wind up the fishing wire. That was, that was my, my science experiment. I cannot for the life of you even begin to remember what it was that I was experimenting on, but I absolutely 100% remember this, like the whole display and everything and my little diorama and I had a little, little, I had a little Barbie comb because it was a small one. So it was this, you know, it was more of a representation of it. But it was, yeah, that's probably my favorite science experiment that turned into some kind of random product potential idea. Wow. What about yourself? So, uh, you know, I, I had, we were required to participate in the science fair and then I was in a, a gifted program where we had to participate as well. And then like half the classes would decide to participate. So every year I did like three or four science experiments. But one of the ones I remember with the most clarity was to test a marketing claim. Going back to my early days, <laughs> I, I was a marketer at heart. So basically, uh, I remember seeing all of the commercials about Bounty and uh, how it was the strongest paper towel. And I wanted to test if it was actually the strongest and most absorbent paper towel. So I got paper towels from like four different brands and I taped them across a, a trash can. And I had these fun little weights. They were like bears and each of them was one pound and they were multicolored. So I had like a red one and a green one and a yellow one. And I put them across the paper towels and I would test like four pieces at once because, you know, with the scientific method, you have to repeat your experiment. And I figured the, the easiest way to do that was to do all four experiments at once because then you could control everything. And I recall, you know, I would pour the water on in like 0.1 liters at a time and it took four 
ever, <laughs> especially when I got to Bounty. I, I had to empty the trash can. I ended up like using so much water and I was trying to figure out how I was going to enter the trash can because it couldn't hold any more water, but the paper towel still had not broken. And instead of trying to figure out how to do that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start pouring this water on and I'm going to start like tipping the cup onto the weights so that it would start putting pressure on them. And Bounty was the winner, I will say. Without a doubt, Bounty was the winner. I don't even remember the other three brands, but Bounty was the winner. Um, and so awesome. That that was one of my early science experiments was you know, I, I set it all up in my kitchen and I was very meticulous about, you know, I looked at the, the weight and I made sure to, to hold the, the measuring cup straight up to my eye level to make sure it was always 0.1 liters. And um, I just remember having to be like, oh, it's not done yet. It's not finished. Why is it not broken yet? Because it I, took so long to get that stupid thing to break. Whereas I like can, the first brand I tried did it after like three cups or something. Yeah, I can totally see young Kimmy in like her lab coat with, um, you know, the big old goggles going, you know, doing this pouring. Uh, but the imagery that 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 evokes is really interesting and would be an amazing hook into selling the uh, bounty papers. Um, I'm sorry, bounty. Uh, paper towels. Paper towels. Yeah, there we go. I'm like, wait a minute. My brain just had a... I had a brain fart, um, you know, because it could turn into that story of how a paper towel saved a young girl's prized bear, prized bear, prized doll, or, you know, yeah, you know, because it was, you know, even after cleaning up the table, this paper towel saved this <laughs> prized possession that's the only bear that she'll sleep with at night put her to sleep and it didn't it didn't end up in the trash can because the paper towel was there to save the day even after cleaning up its mess and then moving obviously into you know more about the specs of the paper towel and everything like right, that how much I, water it can absorb why it doesn't tear even when you put pressure on it uh, you know it's not uh, yeah. going to break apart when cleaning up your messes and young scientist cheats to get results right there are so many yes. different there are so many different hooks that even that one little story can draw out for for the pa- for the a paper towel company and that's really what we're talking about today is how to find the hook. And almost always, I will not, you know, I won't say it will always happen, but a hundred percent of the time statistics are made up on the spot. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, but the majority of those, um, ads and products that have this good angle, this good hook that lasts and stands the test of time. It comes from the stories that you never would imagine would be useful for somebody like, oh, my science experiment, I did this. And out of that, I can come up with, you know, two possible angles. It's young scientist cheats to get results, Mm -hmm. right? Is one. And okay, so that's intrigue. What does that mean? Let's read more. And it's about, you know, fourth grade, fifth grade, whatever grade you're in doesn't matter because it's, irre- it's actually irrelevant to the story. But, you know, as, as a young scientist, you had to cheat in order to finish the test because that's how strong bounty is, number yes. one, right? So that's your angle there. The other angle is that saving, you know, saving your precious bears from the trash can 
again, angle number two, because it's already done its job. It's so full of moisture and it's still saved the day. So there's two angles already out of one story, which was seeming, it's a seemingly innocuous story. And that happens all the time with brands and products. Um, there's a, there's a really famous one. And I mean, people listening to this, if they know it are going to shoot me, cause I cannot for the life of me, remember who the copyright beer. Oh, Schlitz beer is one for sure. Yes. Where they, they, they talk about, um, it's how clean the facility is. They, yeah, how you know, clean he, the he walks is. through the facility and he's asking questions of everything. And then he, he comes across this room and he's like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, Oh, well, we're sterilizing the equipment because it has to be sterilized. Right. Uh, and they're mm-hmm. like, well, what do you mean? And they explain the process to him. And he's like, that's brilliant. And he's like, but that's what everyone does. And it's like, it doesn't matter. No one is talking about this. So we're going to talk about how, you know, we, we sterilize everything to the nth degree. It's the purest beer you can get because yeah. everything is sterilized. And so that's the hook came from a story or from a walkthrough. Another one of my favorites ones. And um, again, I remember the story, not necessarily who or even what the product was ultimately, but it was for a blender Mm. and the copywriter was walking around the facilities and the owner was in the back in like their little test area and was blending a cell phone in the blender. And, oh and so the guy cry. was just like, he's like, oh my God, what else will it blend? And so, but that was the testing back then was, you know, the, the blades in and of itself was what could they blend? And so they would start throwing all sorts of things in the blender and it became this giant hit. Uh, the what will it blend? I actually think was kind of the title of it's the whole marketing campaign. And they threw things like shoes in there and it would blend it every time. And so of course that, that whole idea was, well, if it blends this, imagine what it will do to your produce that you're actually put in it that it's designed for right exactly. and so it's that's how products and services find a hook it's why when you're working with a copywriter they ask all of those stories about you know tell me more about how you learned about this product tell me more about what it did for you to, you know it's they're trying to they're interviewing you to find that hook to find that little story that says you know hey when i was you know, in science class, I had to test this claim and this is what I did. And now I'm the CEO of the company and it's my thing. I bought the paper towel company because, oh, I just believed in it so much because I did it. And, you know, and so those stories are what create the hook for light, you know, for just sort of the longevity of any kind of marketing campaign. And it's how I find the hook for for my clients. And I'm, I'm sure you do as well, Kimberly. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I think you'll find uh, that's this, that's a running thread between all of these stories that we're talking about to find the hook is it's all in the research. Whether that research is you asking questions of the owner, whether that research is, you know, having your copywriter go out and just look through the, the product specs of your material. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's why it's so important to be able just to sit down and have a short conversation where you ask about the origin. Uh, because a lot of what makes something so unique is the story behind it, right? People buy from people. They want to hear how one person came to their conclusion to create something. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so powerful uh, because, you know, as, as, as you were saying, right, the statistics are made up on the spot. The statistics aren't made up on the spot per se, but, you know, statistics are, they're just numbers, And in order for numbers to really come Mm -hmm. to life for a lot of people, there needs to be a story behind it. And that's the whole uh, perspective behind creating and finding a hook. 
is you need to know the story behind things. And you can get that story. You can get that hook as a starting point from the statistics, from the specs, you know, knowing that it's, I don't know, 84-bit encryption or 128 or knowing that, um, you know, the story behind Band-Aid, right? Guy's wife hurt herself and he wanted to figure out a way to quickly stop the bleeding. And then he's like, oh, the sticky part's important. Let me see what I can do with that, right? Uh-huh. Uh, so it's, it's really all about, it's definitely about the story. Stories are great hooks and they're some of the most powerful because we as human beings remember a good story as opposed to remembering a bunch mm-hmm. of facts. But being able to find that hook, it really comes down to just asking questions asking questions, always asking, well, how did that happen? And how did that happen? And what were you thinking? And, and you know, what, what came first? What came before that? What made you want to try that? Asking uh-huh. those questions and being willing to look through, you know, six or eight months worth of past marketing materials so that you can really get to know your product or service. And, and, you know, and it's not just about the business owner or the, the, the product owner, because no, absolutely not. we like on the fly, in less than 10 seconds came up with a potential marketing ploy for, um, for bounty based on the use of it from one of their customers. Absolutely. So customer stories is, are a gold mine. Customer stories are a gold mine. In fact, I just did, uh, I just did a, a, um, one of my clients had a product, which is a, it's a baby wrap. And one was really interesting. So a lot of the customer uses were, I mean, obviously for babies, but there were two that sort of really stuck out to me because it could be used for dogs and animal shelters. And I'm like, oh my God, that's brilliant. So you have one product that now has an entire new area it can go in, right? You know, or even a new angle that says, you know, the, the only one that's also doubles as X, Y, Z. So you now have the longevity of a product that for babies or for, for children is it's very time sensitive. There's, you know, six to eight months that you can use this product or now you have six to eight months that you can use the product, but now you also have another use for it. So it becomes yes. even more valuable in, in the long run. And those are the types of things. And I, ne- I never would have thought about that. But the, the customers did. The customers said, here's what I use this for. I know it's unconventional, but, and I'm like, that's, it's brilliant. It's again, it's another reason why, especially when I'm dealing with products, um, I require, I require physical access to the product. So all of my clients have to send me samples mm-hmm. and because Absolutely. I need to be able to touch it. I need to be able to kind of play around with it and, and see what are the other uses for this and, and that type of stuff maybe run my own little science experiment that says, oh, I wonder how much uh, water can run through this system or how much this single thing can hold from weight. And there's a lot of just internal testing that can happen. It's one of the things that makes for great, that great hook, that great story. It's, oh, look what else this can do. And you, mm-hmm. and you pull it from that. And this has been done by copywriters for years and years and years. And some of the big name copywriters and some of the, uh, some of the biggest promotions that have been out there that have just made tons, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars all come from that little aspect, that story, that hook. It's how did they, how did they draw in the reader that goes, wait a minute, what? You know, the young Mm -hmm. scientist that had to cheat to get her, you know, to get the results is one of those hooks that you're just like, oh my God, that's brilliant. I want to, what, what was going on? Why did they have to cheat? Well, they had to cheat because the damn product was so good. 
Exactly. Right. And one of the things that I really want to highlight that you said is it's all about, uh, you know, you can get the stories from the creators, whether that's the company, whether that's the company owner, whether that's the product developer. You can also get the really great stories from the customers. And that doesn't necessarily mean just all of the praise, right? It's uh, Mm -hmm. because what happens a lot when I look through customer service tickets is somebody will say something like, I love this product so much. It's done this. It's done this. It's done this. It's done this but I had an issue with it doing this. And those are still really great for you to kind of go through because when you ask somebody to think about what you like, then they have to sit down, they think, they have to, you know, craft what they're going to say. But when somebody just, you know, puts out there, oh my gosh, I loved this thing because it did this and I didn't even think it was gonna be possible and it it broke my expectations, but I was wondering like about this other thing. Right. So when you Mm -hmm. have people who are reaching out to you, giving those kinds of feedback, whether it's questions on Amazon, whether it's, uh, you know, responding to reviews, whether it's people who are just kind of like, I want to film myself using this and see how it works. You know, there's a a gold mine to be found with uh, customer feedback, whether that's from a survey, whether that's from uh, customer service tickets, whether that's from them giving you a testimonial. I mean, each of those different kinds of, of feedback can give you uh, another great way to create your own hook. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, one of, one of the ones that I, um, I like, it's very overdone right now and it, it was probably brilliant when it first happened. And then a lot of people tried to copy it Mm. is, um, it's actually a Yelp review and it's come in and try the worst fish and chips that so-and-so on Yelp ever had. Oh, right. And insert any, um, food choice and any name worst they have ever, you know, worst ever they've ever had on Yelp. Right. And I've seen it now should pop up more and more and more. So I'm like, okay, it's overdone. It's overplayed. And so now for me as a marketer, I'm like, okay, just stop doing that. But when I originally saw it, I'm like, oh my God, that's hilarious. And what a great way to draw people in with something that was originally meant to be negative. Come in and try the absolute worst, uh, Reuben sandwich that Kimberly had on Yelp. (laughs) Right. You know, I mean, it, and it, and it will work because it will draw people in. But like, wait a minute, what do you mean the worst? I'm like, I've had some pretty bad ones, but I've had some really good ones. So where does this fall on this scale of worst, which in and of itself is incomplete data? It's the worst according to who, right? Right. Well, according to this name that's on Yelp, but what do they know? Are they a food critic? Are they just some random schmuck that came in on the street? Are they somebody <laughs> who just in general doesn't like sauerkraut, so they don't know what a good Reuben is. Yeah, that would be me. Like, that would be me. I would never order a Reuben because I don't like sauerkraut. Right, you know, so, but there, there's a lot of that that's, it's missing information that our brain wants to try and complete. So we're like, the worst. we like, they have never tried my mom's, right? And so now you go yeah. in and you're like, yeah, this is way better than what I grew up with. And, you know, so it is amazing how that type of stuff works. And it's how you, it, it's, you know, kind of bringing it all full circle. It's where does that hook come from? It can come from anywhere. It can come from a story. It can come from customer review. It can come from a competitor's review, which is always interesting, you know, to find mm. they do this, we don't, you know, here, this type of stuff. So there's so many different places to look and find that hook. But what it really comes down to is how far are you willing to dig and what stories are you willing to pull up in order to find your hook? 
Right. We've talked about using uh, surveys to get hooks. We've talked about, you know, interviewing the creators. We talked about interviewing for origin stories, which is a little bit different than necessarily a particular product, uh, because, you know, the reason why somebody tried to find a solution is just as compelling as the solution they actually found. Uh, going through old customer service tickets, going through reviews, going through questions on like Amazon. There's so many different places. And of course, you know, just your own personal experience. Like if the copywriter, as you know, as Bobby said, it's really important for the copywriter to be able to use the product so they can say, oh, my experiences and then kind of draw their own stories from that. There's just so many places to get a hook. Uh, and it, it really all boils down to you have to do your research. You have to be willing to learn about the product, learn about where it came from, learn about the problem, learn about the solution and why people are wanting it. Uh, you know, research is, for me at least, research is the start of any great marketing campaign. And that is because the story is in the details. You have to know the details and the story and the great hook and the great angle. It's all in the details. So uh, any final thoughts, any and last minute additions to uh, how you can find a great hook, Bobby? Uh, no, other than, so yes, other than, um, and what it comes down to is it, it helps to have a copywriter or somebody that knows what they're doing from this, but these are, these are stories and ways to market your product that you can come up with on your own, as long as they're, they're real and true, or there's some shred of truth into it. So yes, they have to be real and true. Do not make yeah. up stuff. <laughs> To a point, right? I, I mean, mean, you can do the imagine thing, right? Imagine yeah. this, imagine this, building that future. But, you know, don't say a customer XYZ wrote in and said all of these things when there is no customer XYZ yeah. writing in and saying Absolutely. all it's of a, these you things. Know, transparency uh, and being, being, being real and being authentic goes a long way. Uh, yes. As, as with anything in marketing, right? Being real and authentic goes a long way. Thanks for listening to this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, where we talked about how you can find the right hook for your product or service. If you like this episode, feel free to smash that subscribe button so you get future episodes delivered to your favorite digital device. We'd love your ratings and reviews, so take a few seconds and let us know what you think. Also, if you want to be on an episode, visit our website at chattingwithcopywriters.com slash guest.